Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at what was actually an action-packed day. Only 59 overs available uh, in Tasmania, but plenty to talk about. Uh, you're listening to the following on podcast. Well, if you are listening to the following on podcast, you will no doubt know by now that uh, England, uh, rather Australia, ended the day 241 for six, uh, 59.3 overs available in the day. Ridiculous scenes at the end of it. Um, uh, only 9,000 9, people uh, in attendance as well. And uh, to be honest with you, a few more should have turned up because uh, boy, oh boy, uh, did a lot happen. Uh, Australia at one stage, 12 for three. 12 for three. It uh, should have been 12 for four. Labuschagne dropped again for about the billionth time in his uh, short test career. He made it count as well. And after Warner and Smith both departed for Ducks, Kawaja caught the slip cordon for six. Um, uh, Australia feasted on some uh, pretty wayward bowling from uh, the second and third change. And um, yeah, they really hit back. Labuschagne out in hilarious fashion. Can't wait to uh, hear Harmy's take on that. Uh, for 44 just before lunch. At lunch, 85 for four, Australia. Uh, but the afternoon session or the middle session, whatever you want to call it, belonged to the Aussies. One wicket falling. That of Travis Head, one ball after reaching 100. Um, but he and Cameron Green, you know, really escalated or accelerated the bowling. Ollie Robinson went off after bowling one over with an injury, came back, but didn't bowl again. And uh, yeah, Green was out so just before the close. 74. Then it just didn't start raining, but the umpires took them off. The only people with an umbrella were the umpires. And, uh, you know, all the cricket media went a bit crazy. Um, and I don't really blame them. And uh, then they were going to come out again. Then it kind of didn't start raining again, but they went off again. And that was it. So, yeah. Let's start talking about the cricket. Story of the day. I mean, that was incredibly frustrating <laughs> and kind of summed up. England's tour, I suppose. Well, I mean, we're not at the ground, but it just didn't even seem like it was raining. Yeah, it just seems that we we're making decisions on the weather, either according to the forecast, or we're trying to predict what what the cloud cover is going to do, or the clouds that's coming in. There was a little bit of drizzle, but even that little bit of drizzle wouldn't be enough to take you off, even in Test match cricket. So. It is frustrating from an England point of view because another, even before they went off, 
if they had come back on scheduled 45 minutes to go, they were going to come back on uh, 11.15 England UK time. That would have taken them until 12 o'clock. That's 45 minutes. That gives them eight, nine overs to go hard, potentially have them eight, nine down at the end of the day. And when you look at the score, 241 for six, it's Australia's day. 255 for eight, 255 for nine. It's England's day. Joe's vindicated. He, he bowled, bowled first was a correct decision. <laughs> it was yeah. a correct decision, right at the very yeah, top. Yeah, 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 definitely. He made the right call. And I think this last half an hour, 45 minutes, is where teams are going to cash in. And it's just been snatched away from them a little bit. Again, and then, just like, just yeah. like in Adelaide. Well, just no, no, like no. in Adelaide. It was like at the Gabba. Yeah. At the Gabba. When it was like pitch was going Yeah, be... it was a gabber, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was a gabber. And again, you're thinking, you know what? Every, what can go wrong has gone wrong for England on this on this tour so far. Um, we've all been critical of, of varying different things. Um, but the, the probably crux of the matter is, along with the little bit of lady luck, preparation not being great, and for a few catches and decision making, that's what that's what's cost England where they are. And when you say this, probably sums up England's tour. You're right; it does. It sums it up in a in a in a big way by coming off when it's just barely raining and not being able to fulfil another 15 overs of that Test match day, which would have probably put England right in the box seats in this Test match. Let's go back to the beginning. Five changes, and um, as expected, really. Burns coming back for Hamid. Pope coming in because Bairstow was was injured. Billings playing. Wokes and Robinson. Um, and England getting off to a brilliant start. 12 for three. And if Crawley had taken that chance, or he'd let Joe Root take the chance, 12 for four. Um, but again, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. Labashane, how many times has he been dropped in his career? It's absolutely ridiculous. 14 times. But- 14 times in 14 times. Um, but I tell you what, I know that I mean, Joe Root's face was a picture, by the way. I don't know, I'm sure you picked up, picked up on it. He was furious, you know. Broad and Robinson bowls supremely well, and then Wood three overs to 34. Wokes, I think he went for two boundaries in his first over and was just spraying it everywhere. And and Australia. They basically had their faces on them. They were like, right, it's impossible to bat here. We're just going to go at everything. I reckon they'd been watching Rashad Pant, by the way. And um, and then suddenly, England were completely knocked off their, off their line and length. Broad and Robinson couldn't come back, so they just bowled. Then Broad did have to come back, and Joe Root was bowling. And, and the wheels just came off so quickly. I, just, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, they did, and um, I looked at it was it was a difficult one. Uh, decisions made at the, at the top. I think we didn't have much choice. I think there was questions whether Overton was going to play. I think Overton nearly played over Robinson. Um, that was the only other fitness fitness issue there was. Uh, Robinson, and that's not saying England made a bad call by picking Robinson. Robinson's injured and a different. There's a different thing for Robinson. His back's gone. I think his back's got a spasm. Yeah. Um. And there was a question mark. Well, why is he still out there? He's still out there, and this is the reason why England have done well to keep him out there. Is that a back spasm could go tomorrow morning? He could wake up tomorrow morning feeling not bad, 
And if he had been sitting off the field for the last two hours with his finger up his backside, he wouldn't be able to bowl for two hours tomorrow morning. So is that what you say on, on BT? Is that what you say on BT? He's sitting there with his fingers up his backside, but he didn't. Yeah, I did. I did see a BT sitting with his fingers. Yeah, well, he, he would have been. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have been sitting in the air, would it? He'd been sitting on his hands watching the game of cricket or lying on his back yeah, on his hands. Trying to go on a foam, ro- foam roller and trying to get his back and uh, his yeah his back in a position to get off his backside to get on a, on a on the pitch. And I think that was. <laughs> the, the top was the right call. Robinson was fit. He plays, but he obviously is injured in a different way. Um, the question mark was Anderson. How Anderson hasn't played on this surface, a lot of people are going, is beyond me. And I must admit, until I found out that Anderson was carrying a niggle, that I was just about to climb in on BT, saying, <laughs> have you got any idea, selectors, what you are doing? But even that, the niggle that he had, I still would have tried to risk him. In wow. when you've got a four man attack, no, I still Robin, would have risked. Robinson, oh, yeah, you... Robinson might not, not, might not bowl. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. The hindsight is a wonderful thing, but when you look at this series so far, we've played on an absolute shirt front <laughs> and picked Broad and Anderson, and we've played on two green seamers. And Jimmy and Brody have been sitting with their fingers up their, their backside. So, yeah, look. I think the team selection is one thing. They put the ball in the right area right at the very start. The conundrum for Joe would have been how early can I get Wokes into the game? I thought they made the right call on the opening two bowlers. Um, but do you think it was we need to get Wokes in the game early because we need to see if it swings? But Broad and Robinson bowled that well. He had to wait until the 12th or 13th over before he could get Wokes in. So there was no swing for, for Robinson. I thought Labashin and Head did a brilliant counter-punch, counter, you know, counteract punch on, on Wood and Wokes, didn't let them settle. They used Mark Wood's pace beautifully. Um, they really did. I thought anything that was, was, was either offline, they were throwing the kitchen sink out. And do you know what? All this talk about county cricket and talk about the, um, the pitches in county cricket and the way people bat on these pitches, I think when you listen to Mo and Ali speak in the last couple of weeks, it was very much like what happened in this game today. A surface which was doing a lot. So yeah, you either you either hit out or you got out. And I think Manus Labashin should have been caught by Crawley, but he didn't. And he came back and he got a 44, which in the, in the context of the game, that, that partnership, what of 120, that could be the difference between winning and losing the game. Because I thought that- Travis Head batted fantastic as well. I thought Travis Head. I mean, this is the this is that the was thing. Evan Brisbane. Yeah, I, I he did exactly the same thing. There was a few more runs on the board, but essentially, he had a game plan, you know. And you've seen England in those similar conditions, just trying, you know, grimly hang on. <coughs> even yeah, Stokes, we spoke to even we... even Stokes, you know, just defend, 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 and yeah. Head came out with a, a game plan. And it, and it and it worked. I, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic innings from him. I really did. Yeah, me and Mark Rambakash were talking. Cameron Green as well. Uh, diff- he, he played thought, differently, but I thought he I played. Come on he to... Reminded me of Freddie. Some yeah. of that, those shots reminded me of Freddie. Yeah, he did. And I'll come on to Green in a second. But me and Mark Rambakash were talking about how Head and um, Labashin, their mindset. And you talked about the difference between that and somebody like what we wanted from Josh Butler, what we want from Johnny Bairstow. Yeah. Bairstow, Bairstow does that 
to yeah. an extent. Um, Stokes doesn't as much. Butler doesn't as much as other. The game situation is not warranted. They go into their bunker. It doesn't seem to be the English mentality. There's a lot of English mentality, which is negative, um, which is quite reserved, where Australia are more positive in their thought processes and their game plan of, right, if we get caught, if I get caught third man, I get caught a deep square leg like Cameron Green did, then so be it. But at least I'm actually trying to do something rather than just stand here and get one nicked off. But I thought Cameron Green was from the very first ball. He was, he was, I thought he was brilliant. That's as good as I've seen him play. And I've said for, for quite a while now, I think this kid's a proper player. He, he was very, very good and positive in, in defense when he was coming forward he, he smothered the bounce. He got a big stride forward, as if to say, Mark Wood hit him. And Mark Wood hit him hard mm. in the sort of shoulder area. But when you talk about game plans, he had a game plan. It's right. I'm not bothered. I'm coming, I'm coming forward as much as I possibly can to smother the, the, the seam movement. I'm going to get a big stride in. Look, get past that. If you bounce me, I'll either have a go at it or it'll hit me. Tough. I'm going to take it. And he did. He just lunged forward at everything, which meant that he smothered the bounce because of his, you know, his big frame and freak's big stature. And then when he did hit it, he hit the ball down the ground very, very well. He got runs or he hit it to a fielder, picked his fielder and ran and rotated the strike very, very, yeah, very, very comfortably. It was an off day for, for Wood. It was an off day for Wokes. But I thought Australia made them have an off day with the, the way they, they came at England. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, everything's gone against Joe. There was a picture of him looking up the sky and everything's gone against him in this trip, whether it be selection, whether he's made the wrong call at the toss, teams teams haven't performed for him, we've dropped catches for him, batters haven't scored runs for him. And then just as he thinks, right, I've got it right, we're 30, the, what are the, you know, the 12 for three and he's big bowler, most wickets in the series, one game not with one game less, you know, and he, he walks off the field with a back spasm. Joe must have thought, well, uh, what have I done in, in past life to get me in, you know, Lady Luck not going against me in this way. So it was a tough day for England by the end of it. But if the rain had stopped off and England had getting two or three more wickets, you could have probably said it was even Stephen. But for me, it's Australia's day. I'm just uh, breaking away to watch... Um the scenes from Newlands where India have just lost to South Africa. What a result that is for South Africa. Few gave them a prayer. One nil down with two to play and they've gone to win at three, two. So uh, credit to them. But yeah, I mean, um, it was, uh, it, it was, a, it was a crazy old day. I mean, you know, the way that England has started, David Warner, um, 22 ball Douglas, his first ashes, duck in australia um and the longest uh, duck he's ever he's ever had um steve smith jared's written a piece of quick info about you know his his aura of invincibility is mm. gone now and credit for him he kept it was there for four years so you know that's uh that was incredible in itself but uh but yeah you make you make mention of uh, of the counter-attack the way that the australians went at the english and um and 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 with the injury to Robinson and the fact that Wood just didn't quite seem on it today, came back strong, stronger as, as the day went on. I thought Wokes again, just looked short, really just, Mm. 
one of the things that you expect from Wokes is a is a consistency in his approach to bowling, but I just haven't seen that at all this series. Yeah, I feel sorry for him. I really do because I've been there. I really have, Chris. I have been there. I know what it's like when you feel as though the world's against you. You've got pundits yeah, talking nonsense, a lot of them. You've got just saying things for the same thing's sake. But I know when you're running in, you're trying to hit a length, but because you are you're questioning the lengths you're trying to hit, the game plans you you feel as though you've got, and also the pressure you feel as though you're under to not only to take wickets, but to st- you know to keep it tight. All of a sudden, you end up don't bowling it. You end up floating it up there. You end up putting it in a place with no real conviction. And I think that's what Chris Wokes has done in the last in the course of the last what twelve overs that he's bowled. You know, the minute it didn't swing, all of a sudden he's thinking, right, if it's not swinging, I've got to pull my length back. So he pulls his length back and gets picked up over the leg side. And all of a sudden he's thinking, well, that's too short. I've got to go a bit fuller. And he floats it that little bit fuller. Trust me, I've been there. I know what he's thinking. I've gone that little bit fuller and now they get driven down the ground or driven through extra cover. Uh, Travis Head slashed him through backward point. And when you don't when you don't bowl it, you put it there. You tend to sort of just bowl it that touch wider as well because um, you don't finish your action off and there's no zip on it. And all of a sudden you start then questioning and doubting your mind and your head's down. And it's... And I think that's where he got to during that 12 overs. He needs like an old-fashioned centre-forward wanting to go in off the backside. He needs a, a wicket, a chip up in the air like Travis Head did. Then all of a sudden, he gets a little bit of confidence going. And England, the, the, the umpires took them off. He probably would have had another four overs to bowl tonight. And if he had picked a wicket up or two wickets up, he comes out tomorrow morning a completely different bowler. He gets five wickets by knocking the tail over. And then all of a sudden... It's a different game. The 12 overs, 12 overs for 50 is 17 overs, 17 overs, four for 62. It's a, it's a different outlook on it. It's just when things aren't going for you, boy, do they not go for you. Been there many, many times. He's just got to keep working hard at it and keep believing he's in the test team for a reason. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Lol of the day. Well, there's no doubt whatsoever what the laugh out loud moment of the day was. And that was Marnus Labashane. What <laughs> on earth was that? I mean, that was hilarious. What a way to get out. I thought he slipped at first. I really did. I thought he had slipped, but then he didn't. He just completely got his feet tangled and all over the show. I tell you what I would love to have heard, his own commentary on it. Uh, I would love to have heard his own commentary on it as he hit the deck and the ball at the stumps. I think he might have swore a few times in that commentary, but you look, even the greats, you look at that, even the, you know, the great players of the game. And to be fair, he's turning into a great player of this, this great game of ours. Um, even he get even you know they get it wrong and sometimes look embarrassing. So Rory Burns, look away. You know you can. You know, sorry, don't look away. Get get some stuck in at him because I'm sure Manus Labuschagne had to go at Rory Burns for the first ball in Brisbane. Um, I thought it was good bowling from Brody because he's seen him go right across. Uh, when you get because we were talking about it, you know the the staff this morning saying does a bowler see that? Well, a bowler sees something different when he gets into his action. If a if a batsman backs to where or he walks across his stumps, a bowler does see that, and he picks the the feet movement up early. So, somebody like Labuschagne Smith who goes across their stumps, Brody possibly has had a a plan of well, if they go walk right across, I'm going hard at leg stump, but he didn't need to go at leg stump. He hit middle stump and he was uh, and he was landing flat on his face. So it was a laugh out loud moment of the day. No doubt, no question. I think, but I think the laugh out loud moment of the of the day possibly is on on England. When you look at it, you've got Warner, Nort, Smith, Nort. If you said you get them two for Nort and Labuschagne for forty four, three of the well, three of the top had, five players in the Labuschagne. world, you should add them for you should add them for Nort as well. But you've got three of the top three players in the world, top five players in the world, out for forty four runs. In the first innings of a test match, the opposition shouldn't be getting 200, 220. And unfortunately, England have, have let it slip a little bit there. I think it was the first time in 76 innings that both Smith and Warner got a note in the same same innings. Um, you had Australia in, good, in, in a place where you wanted them, England, and unfortunately you've let it slip. So you may mention of Ollie Robinson. What's your gut feeling about uh, his participation in this test match? Well, he might, might play a bigger part second innings than he does in the first innings. But unfortunately, if Australia get another 60 runs, 70 runs, he might not even get to a second innings. I look at this wicket and I fear for England on this wicket because the bowlers that have been a handful on this wicket have been Stuart Broad, and Ollie Robinson. Uh, Ollie Robinson was bowling at 75 mile an hour. Stuart Broad, 82, 83 mile an hour from a two-meter release point. They've got Mitchell Stark, who's a leading wicket taker in. He actually might be nice to face if you can get in. If you can get just, that is, if you can get in. He might not be bad to face, a bit like Mark Wood, Pierce coming on the ball. But you've got Boland, you've got, uh, you've got uh, Cummins, 
that's a different ball game altogether at 90 mile an hour, 88 mile an hour on this surface. I think 250 is a very, very good score on this surface, especially with a brand new pink ball. And if Australia get England in around about lunchtime tomorrow, they've only got a short passage before the lights start to come into play. And I think that where England's at at the minute as a team, it could be a difficult day, difficult two days to come for England. So Robinson might wake up tomorrow morning and feel fine and bowl the first over. He might do. Um, if he doesn't, I still think England have got enough after a night, a good night's sleep to knock over Australia for another 50 or 60 runs. But I think 300 is a lot of runs on this, on this field because slow outfield, you know, the, the surface in and around that top of off stump because of the tall two-metre release point, 90-mile-an-hour bowlers that Pat Cummins has got. And he's due. Pat Cummins is due a few. I think all in all, things don't look great for England. OK, well, we will find out. They haven't looked great for England for much of this series, but uh, we will be back to discuss all of it here on the following on podcast. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's the place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.